Good morning, everybody. It is 9 a.m., 8 a.m. <laughs> PST. Not that bad. It's not even that bad. It's <laughs> 9, 9.22. <laughs> Terrible on a weekend. Yeah. Weekends, any time before 11 a.m. is early on a goddamn weekend, especially oh, on a really? Sunday. Come on, boys. At, I was up at 5 yesterday. Get tough. You guys are too busy. We've got things to do, Grant. You guys, you guys got too many things to do. <laughs> oh, it is Saturday, Sunday. It is Sunday, January twenty seventh, um, eight eighteen Pacific Standard Time, which is really <laughs> early. Um, oh gosh, thank you for coming back, guys. This is uh, welcome to episode seven, um, of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. Uh, let's uh, let's. Let's introduce our uh, co-hosts here. You've already heard from uh, the always wonderful, beautiful, amazing Stir Daddy Keefel. How are you doing, Sterling? Pretty good, but stop hitting on me this early in the morning. <laughs> it's way too early. Uh, and the equally wonderful, beautiful, amazing Johnny B. John Boron. How are you doing, Johnny? Good morning. Good morning. It's not a morning. It's not a good morning. <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's great uh yeah um it'll be uh i think it'll be a good episode boys uh i just wanted to start today off with um uh so as you guys know i'm on a uh intramural ball hockey team and uh do last week that? we were playing sorry do they know that well, well you guys do now we know yeah our fans don't but now you guys know <laughs> Uh, and, uh, last week we were playing a team that were severely undermanned. Um, they didn't have any subs, so our team beat them handedly and we're not that great of a team. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, so I was, I was telling, I was reflecting, um, with my wife, Maggie after the game and uh, I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm really good at like disrupting plays, getting in the passing lanes, uh, working with my stick to knock the ball away from people. Um, but yeah, I, like I can't score. I have no hands. Um, and uh, Maggie goes, oh, so you're like, um, you're like Brad Marchand. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess. I guess I'm like Brad Marchand without without the hands. And she's like, oh, so you're bad Marchand. <laughs> Well, that rattled me uh, quite a bit all week. I was uh, I was pretty upset sure, at that. By the way. <laughs> um, but you know, I it made me feel a little better that um, at least uh, I, I I have to be better than Jeff, right? So you know, shout out to Jeff Marchand out in Nova Scotia. I hope you didn't wake up in Chris Brown's body, buddy. Um, <laughs> let's, should we, uh, let's, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys hungry? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We missed yeah. breakfast. Missed breakfast. We missed a friggin' ton of hockey this week. Uh, thank God it's back next week. I know. Uh, uh where yeah. are we starting? What do you want to jump into? Should we start with the all-star game? Um, sure. I guess if you want, you guys, did you guys catch it? Any of it? No. Like the competition or anything? I caught a bit of the fastest skater and some of the skills competition after that, but it wasn't, it was really fucking boring this year, man. <laughs> yeah. it was, it there was, was a lot of like, they're just talking to players and you know, it's, it's cool to talk to the players, but sometimes they're, they're not going to say anything. They're just saying like really simple things just to get away from the, the interviewer. So yeah, I was watching that Pasternak inter like interview while he was, he was playing and it was like, Oh, that was, yeah, it was poorly done. Like guys, did, did they ask him about Neilander? Well, like he couldn't hear them, so he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was just so bad. No. Yeah, I I didn't really understand. Uh, like, uh, I understand. I I do get and like that they interview the players and you know try to bring out their personalities and stuff. But it seemed like they were trying too hard, and all the players knew that they were trying too hard. Every question that Scott Oak asked was um, just like, 
what kind of what are you talking about scott <laughs> yeah just like why why are you asking me this question Shut and up, man. Uh, you can see it on the players <laughs> like you said yeah they just want to get out of there they don't want to be talking and i thought it was weird that they were doing it while um the contest was going on so they talked to um they like talked to jeff skinner while jack eichel was doing his lap and just completely and but like have jack eichel's like if you were watching it on cbc um which is a canadian network for all our american and international listeners uh they had like the screen with the interview prominent and then up in the upper left corner it was like the um the skills competition so it was like what was second to the interview yeah yeah why i'm here like the the whole point is to watch these guys you know show off their skills right not to watch you know as much as i love scott oak but not to watch scott oak ask random ass questions (laughs) that players don't want to listen to or like asking people he asked one of the goalies, he was like, what, what's your strategy during this? And he, I, I can't yeah. remember which goalie it was, and he's like, to save all the pucks? Like, what, yeah, without getting injured. What do you think, he's like writing down a list of things he's going to do? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> they have like scouting reports. Like interview, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the funniest one was uh, when, uh, when Scott asked uh, Connor McDavid what he was thinking while he was doing the fastest skater. Connor just like, <laughs> skate as fast as i can i mean <laughs> it's not that difficult <laughs> oh, said, well, i was really worried about this one calculus question that i was uh yeah doing this morning and i yeah answer so yeah thanks, <laughs> take us through it connor yeah yeah um i thought i thought it was also really funny that um when they when they were announcing the the all-stars uh at the beginning of this skills competition the announcer when they showed uh elias peterson they uh they had the camera on each player uh and it was so funny when when the guy said elias peterson uh you could just see on his face just like he like puffed out his cheeks he was pissed that they said his name wrong (laughs) did you catch that sterling no i didn't see that but i've seen an interview with peterson telling them to call him peterson like he said, call me Elias Peterson. And but they, I thought I thought he's now Peterson. He told everybody that he wants to be named Peterson. I don't know. I, I think was that, that. I have no idea. Yeah, it was in a commercial or something, or I I don't know. But I don't like, know. He looked pissed when they said Peterson instead of Peterson when, when he was first when he was first playing at the start of the year uh, on the in the Vancouver Jumbotron. They would like show an interview of him. He's like, my name is like Peterson, but like in yeah, North his America, dad said that too. Yeah, he's like, I think in North America, I want to be called Peterson. But I think he was joking. <laughs> huh. yeah. Well, he looked pissed when they said Peterson. Like oh, he he oh, blew out his he blew out his uh, his cheeks and and looked not like upset, but was Just like, like confused, like what off. the fuck's wrong with you people? Yeah, kind of like what, ticked off. He does that to every interviewer too. Whenever yeah. people are talking, he's just like, "Jeez, you people!" Nobody comments. He really does look like a friggin' alien, though. His like his forehead is massive. Somebody uh, asked him a question, and they're like, "Oh, uh, I'll ask you one more question." And he goes, "You've had your one question." Serious <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> and then no, the interviewer was like, uh, uh, like didn't know what to say, and he's like, "I'm just kidding, man. Like, what is it?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's a pretty funny dude. Stone cold Swede. Yeah. I'm surprised um, uh, pa- uh Pasternak was able to like win the shooting accuracy with those guys interviewing him in his ear. Was he Oh, he was talking to them while he, he was, was shooting? He's while well, they were talking to him while he was shooting. He wow. st- he stopped talking so he could focus. <laughs> you I know mean, what was good, man. You know what really pulled me away from that game though was the the CBC like app online kept fucking cutting out. It would constantly shut down. I'd have to refresh the browser. Oh, really? And then by the time it would load back up, it would be like, well, you have to watch a commercial first. And then mm-hmm. I'd get to the, you know, wherever they were. And I, you know, I'd miss like two or three competitions. Or something. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is this? Yeah. CBC it's 2019 for God's sake. <laughs> like you can fix the internet to play a video. Like what is going on? <laughs> what am I where are my tax dollars going? 
So that's not a, the CPC. That's a good segue into tech and the NHL, actually. Oh yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of you're welcome. Get you get your guys' opinion <laughs> on did you did you guys watch the 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 game itself and see the see the new tech that they're using? No, I wasn't. I I, I only um, had it on in the background. So I didn't get to see that part, but I have been in um, Australia where they already have that technology. Like when, I mean, this was like seven, eight years ago where they had that technology on the rugby players yeah. and you could see oh. how fast they were running, how many kilometers they were, oh. they were running during the whole game. You could see like their heart rate at certain points, mm-hmm. which was, I mean, that was pretty cool. Uh, like I'm pretty excited that they're going to have it and I can't wait to see it through like, through like the puck speed and everything. Yeah. No. And it'll, it'll be, it'll be kind of funny because there'll be certain players that people are going to look at and go, wait a minute. Why did this player only like do this much distance? And he plays with this player who's done like, you know, three times the distance and <laughs> you know, his heart rate never got over 140. Like what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> no, no, it's it's going to be so good for chirping people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I, I caught a glimpse. Isn't there a thing where uh, it, like tracks how far each player is from each other player. So that, that was my problem with this technology. Yeah. Cause it's like three on three and then they show it and it's like, just like this triangle that's changing. And then like, they're showing the distance of, yeah. each, of each line. So there's this triangle getting smaller and bigger because there's only three players on the ice. Right. And so like, what is the point of that for a fan who needs to know that at like, <laughs> it was a little a triangle hard. shape. Were they in the neutral zone? It was a little <laughs> frustrating each time. We're like, this is the dumbest thing. I mean, I could see that being useful for coaches and stuff. Like, if you're kind of checking them out on the power play, you could be like, dude, like, why are you so friggin' far away from this guy, or why are you so close to this par- person? Yeah. Um, in terms of, a, I, I think a lot of it is going to be like I. I think I read somewhere that. Um, well, I read uh, Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts, and he mentioned that these companies are thinking of making them public, but they need to decide what parts of it to make public and, yeah, and what parts they can make what money not to. Yeah. You need <laughs> yeah. to be careful because, like I said, you could notice that someone's heart rate is like way lower than the rest of the teams, and people are going to extrapolate for that, that they're lazy, they're not trying. Mm-hmm. Um, they could even... Uh, actually, another interesting thing they had in Australia was they checked the G forces that, like, when people were hitting each other, like the oh, actual wow. G force on player to player. Now that would be cool. Like, I'm, I'm positive that there'd be uh, players in the league that would be like, "Yeah, my G forces are way better than yours," and and you know they they could probably do that. Um, but yeah, they definitely got to be careful what they're sharing because they could create like PR nightmares for certain players that maybe are just super chill or just have like a freakishly low heart rate all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like be a lot of this information, I feel out. isn't that necessary for fans or for like even for gamblers. Yeah. Like <laughs> the triangle thing <laughs> sounds weird. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It it was just confusing, and like I was watching it with a buddy um, Cooper, and we we're just like, "What? What is going on? <laughs> like, what's the point of it?" <laughs> We don't like we as fans don't need to see that. It might be important for a coach, um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Something else that I wanted to talk about that came out of the All Star Weekend. Um, you guys uh, watch the amateur um, women um, participate in the skills competition? Yeah. Could, could... Would you call them amateurs though? They've played. Well, for the... I mean, they're gold. They're Olympic gold medalists. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> well, the funny thing is the because you said amateur. Like I was actually thinking when I saw uh, what was it, Kendall, with that race against the men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw her skating around, it reminded me how fast they actually are. And oh my gosh! During the Olympics, like I watched the gold medal game between the women, yeah. and I was like, why is there not a, a league for this? Um, in Canada, so like there a are, professional well, there is. leagues for it, and that, that's, yeah, there kind of is. So I think, I think, I mean, I I liked watching them participate in it um, as much as the guys. Yeah, and I think that like if um, further down the road, if the NHL um, kind of got it together, and I mean, I think they 
the girls' leagues kind of need to figure it out. Um, but I would love to see an all-star game that was like the best of the women's league and the best of the men's leagues like mm-hmm. together. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, um, and shout out shout out to to Nate McKinnon for suggesting that in the first place. It's not like let's not give the NHL full credit here. It's not like they had this idea. <laughs> it wasn't their idea. <laughs> really? Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, they <laughs> <laughs> So good good on you Nathan. Was that um, was that quote uh from Batman? Oh, I was excited. I was like, what a great opportunity to show off the sport, <laughs> regardless of gender. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So was, what I was thinking about the whole league thing, I know you guys said there's another league, but is there like a national, like comparable to the National Hockey League? Like, isn't so, it just divided up into Western Women's Hockey League? And so stuff? there's two, there's two leagues. There's a Canadian Women's uh, National Hockey league, league or yeah, Canadian Women's Hockey League. Um, which is, I think, primarily based in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. And then there is... They're expanding, though, I think. Yeah, I think they might have a, a team or two in China as well. I, I haven't looked into it too much. Um, I just know that uh, because I pay attention to the Canadians. Um, and so they have a Canadiens uh, team as well, a female part of the mm-hmm. Canadian uh, Women's Hockey League. Um, there's also a women's national hockey league that just that started, uh, I think, a couple years ago in the states. So, um, and I'm like, I'm, I've been kind of reading up on it a little bit, and uh, mm-hmm. it looks like um, it's just like two leagues that are kind of competing for players, competing for um, like sponsorship, and so like I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like it's very similar to what was happening back in nineteen in the seventies with the the NHL and the uh, the World Hockey Association, the WHA, um, where in nineteen seventy nine there's the merger of the WHA into the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of needs to happen. And uh, listening to um, some of the female players talk about it, I think like that's kind of what their hope is is like at some point down the road, the players and the, and the team and the leagues kind of get it together and come under one umbrella. Um, and then I think like listening to Batman talk about it is like, he'd much, he'd be like, he'd be really into supporting um, one league, but he's like, when it's kind of two leagues, he's, he's basically saying it's less likely that the NHL, NHL will get involved. So. Yeah. I, th- I think, so far that he's kind of left it to um the the hockey like the nhl teams that decide whether they want to support the um the women's team that are in their city Mm -hmm. Uh, because i know that the the flames will support the um the calgary um inferno who are the the women's um cwhl league team And uh, I think the Canadians. I'm pretty sure the have Canadians, will support the, have the Canadians, Canadians as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 really cool. They've they've had like um, they've they're like competitive. And um, I remember them first starting. It was a few years ago. I was still in university. I remember reading about it. Uh, and uh, they at, when they first started, like these women still needed to have a second job because obviously they they weren't being paid very much mm-hmm. um so hopefully that's not the case anymore but um yeah it's really cool oh there's a dog on my porch <laughs> Great. um i think what they should do is like a little test case is you combine all the leagues for like a 10 game kind of season so just a short season that almost turns it into like a tournament and that could give it like a little bit more scarcity so it might be more exciting and then you have this 10 game tournament, but you just create like maybe six teams modeled up the original six or something similar to that. So again, it all contains them in like a small area. So they have like support and rivalry in that small area. You partnership with the, the NHL and you point it around a time like the all-star game where there isn't a lot of like the men's hockey is gone. So you could point it to start right after the all-star game or the Saturday before or something. So, like, you could watch the women's hockey play and then the All-Star game. And then the rest of the their season would play out, just the 10 games over two weeks or something or three weeks. And then have just, like, a quick tournament style. 
Um, cause that's also when the league does their bye week So there's a lot less of the men's hockey on as well. Mm. So then I could like start interest there where people would be like, well, most of my favorite teams aren't playing this week. So maybe I'll tune into the women's hockey and then I could like give it a chance. And if it does well, then you could expand it into more games and make the season longer and stuff like that. But it would be a very, I don't know, it'd be I'd a be limited so um, investment. I yeah, would. that'd be that'd be so. I cool. would. I love the the gold medal game when I was watching. Yeah, it, it was great. That'd be cool. And yeah, then that was um, the best part of the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd be cool too. It'd be You're cool too if uh, if they could have like a um, if they could have like the best team. Like once the the women's league gets established, they could get like um, the best team from there play the best team from the National Hockey League. Like no hits, obviously. Um, yeah, but that'd be uh, kind of neat to to see. Yeah, listening to listening to Batman kind of talk about it. There's like obviously mm-hmm. some insurance issues that they'd have to kind of work work out. Yeah, but I guess. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't think it's not possible. It's just yeah. I mean, even even if it was just like a game of shinny or something. Well, yeah. they could start with a blended game of shinny. So you yeah. have men and women on each team yeah. and then no hitting. And it's just, it's essentially, if they did that for the all-star game uh, instead, it would probably be a lot more interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of speed and skill, like these women are incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unofficially, uh, Brianna Decker beat uh, all of the guys in the passing uh, competition she clocked in a time of 106 she was demonstrating how the event should go she clocked in yeah. an unofficial time from the fans at 106 <laughs> practicing for him <laughs> and i think dry Sato clocked in he was a he was a fastest man he clocked in at um 107 one, i think 108 i think oh. so um <laughs> dry ended up getting the twenty five thousand dollars um oh, great That'll look very nice next to his $10 million <laughs> a year that he's getting. So I guess fans started a, a hashtag on Twitter that said uh, hashtag pay Decker and hmm. uh, CCM stepped up. CCM has been her sponsor for about five years. They stepped up and gave her 25 K <laughs> for clocking in uh, as the fastest player. Were they actually sponsoring the event itself? Like did they, were they the ones that paid dry sidle or no, were they just the com- NHL completely because Oh, okay. That's really cool then. Because mm-hmm. originally I thought it was just the pressure of whoever was paying dry side, not actually paying the technical real winner. Um, but that's even better. No, it's Gary yeah. Bettman. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, damn Gary Bettman. Every time. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> but yeah, Kendall, Kendall was like, like less than a, or a second behind McDavid. Mm-hmm. She beat uh, Keller. So like, I would love to see an actual real time game. Yeah, split squad. for sure. She was flying around those yeah. corners too. Like, holy cow! Just the edge work on that was I know amazing <laughs> to see. <laughs> it's like no slowing down. She just stepped through all of it. She was just pumping her legs the whole way, even around the turns. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was. Good on, good on them for participating. Good on McKinnon yeah. for suggesting it. Yeah. Um, I mean, this has just spiked my interest in it. Like, I was interested in it before, but now I'm, like, eagerly waiting to see what happens with the state of women's hockey. Mm-hmm. So. That'd be really neat if we could do, like, a, if they could do a crossover. Oh, man, that would even... fix. That would fix the All-Star game. Yeah, totally. Straight up. Yeah, because the rest of it, I... I wasn't watching. <laughs> yeah. I just had it on in the background. I just looked up every now and then, but um, I was watching Avatar The Last Airbender, which is an amazing series. <laughs> we watching it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was watching that with Maggie. So yeah, it's just on in the background. That's <laughs> that's all it is right now. It's just background. Getting my hockey fix, but it's not even. It's not even hockey. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we talk about um, what happened uh, <laughs> this week? The greatest hockey move, master of all yeah. time. Well, should we? Should we? Uh, should we start with Arizona first? Because I feel like okay, yeah, we'll save the yeah. we'll save the main course for 
Yeah, we'll save the main course. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll start with an aperitif. Uh, an amuse-bouche. Uh, amuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Arizona Coyotes. Did you say amuse-bouche? <laughs> Je ne parle pas français. <laughs> that is that apparent. Like a- Sounds like amusement bush. <laughs> I'm like, well, kind of. <laughs> oh, gosh. Arizona Coyotes, they're two points out of the playoffs right now, boys. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I was, I don't know, I looked at the standings uh, the last during the last games on Wednesday, and I looked at Arizona, and I was like, I had to do like a triple take? I'm like, what? I thought they were done. I mean, I I did want them to make it. I think I even predicted them to push up, but... With all the injuries and stuff they had, I was like, oh, fuck. I guess it's, you know, go for Jack Hughes time, but apparently not. Um, I don't know what it is about that team, or maybe it's their coach, Rick Tockett, but they are really playing kind of good hockey right now, which I don't... I, it's hard to say that and say Arizona Coyotes in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been amazing. Like, have you guys had a chance to check it out, or have you have you seen in this, or did it just fly under the radar? I mean, just like Arizona, it just flies under the radar um but it's it's cool they're in a good spot 50 games played um 50 points so they're I'd, nowhere near the bottom so i'd argue that they're like they're kind of like the rest of those teams like they're not playing that great the only reason they have a chance is because no one else has been playing that great um <laughs> in that that bottom western kind of wild cards um section um, mm-hmm. but I mean, the, I like watching their interviews is like, they like kind of take offense to any time anyone says like, didn't think you'd be here. Like we didn't think you'd be competing. <laughs> they take such offense to it. They're like, we believe in this room. We're a playoff team and we're going to, we're going to make it <laughs> like even like watching Galchenyuk do interviews is like, you can see the fire in him that you yeah. didn't really have in Montreal. <laughs> So, yeah, no, that's that's fair. It's it's just all about that prove you prove you wrong mentality, right? Because yeah. as soon as he went there, Chaka was like, "Yeah, you can play center. We'll we'll play him center." He's been playing left wing since like <laughs> ten games. I mean, I still think. Um, I mean, I think he was a centerman. They just he was. They, he's not a good centerman. He's developed poorly, and that and that is all on. I would no, I wouldn't put it all on Montreal. Like most of it, yeah. And then like he just some of well, it on his dad. Defensive awareness is a thing that you need to, you can learn too, right? Like he just refuses to learn yeah. how to be. Yeah. Like Jonathan Drouin is is bad defensively. He like will blow by his assignments and and not even <laughs> stop. <to, laughs> he's just like, I, I feel like in in their heads, it's like, oh, as as long as I back check, it, it's fine. I don't need my stick on on another guy, or I don't need to be checking another guy. I just need to skate back and pretend like. I'm coming to help, but like the amount of times I've seen Drouin just blow by the guy that he was supposed to mark. Um, and I think Galchenyuk's kind of guilty of the same thing. All they think about is offense, which is good. Like you want to be creating offense whenever you can, but you also need to like play as a team and, and, and know when to back check and when to actually check people. And if you look at their home and away records, um, their home record is nine, twelve, and three, uh, and their road record is fourteen, eleven, and one. So if they won more at home, then which is like what you should be doing is is winning more at home. Sounds like they play then, better in front of a in front of a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then uh, they always play the team's backup goalie too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. To, to be honest, no, they I'm, played. Uh, they, played to be they played Carrie the other night. Did they beat Carrie? No, they lost. That's, that's why. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just just keep plugging away, Arizona. I um, yeah, big ups. I like I like this team. They'll uh, one day they'll be good. Well, I'd like to see them healthy. And the one thing yeah. it does kind of point out to me is, um, they're kind of just missing like that one or two players, and they might actually be a really good team. Like they've got, a, it seems like they have a lot of depth. They have the right culture. They have the right defensive structure. Goaltending's not bad. They just need like a couple really good offensive players that are going to carry them through. And you know, maybe Clayton Keller will develop and be like even better. You know, he's good, but he could be better. 
He's having, yeah. Yeah, he's having a bit of a setback year. Yeah. Little sophomore. But they've got no players. Like their team is just getting hammered with injuries yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're like yeah, like seven, the whole the whole year roster guys out right now, and like their number one goalie, yeah. Andy Ranta, has been out for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad. But it's um, Calvin Pickard is their is their backup goalie, and uh, <laughs> I saw I saw a photo online. Um, I don't know if this was the real Kasperi Kapanen, but I'm pretty sure it was the real Kasperi Kapanen. Um, but there was a picture of. Um, like a goalie in um in practice and uh it's just like an overhead picture of the goalie standing there in front of the net but there are a ton of pucks behind him because it's practice right so like everybody's scoring from all over the place but he's just focusing on one player um and it's just an overhead shot and it's the goalie bunch of pucks in the net behind him and uh the the top comment from Kasperi Kapanen Looks like uh, looks like a Calvin Pickard game. <laughs> wow. Just the biggest chirp. Wow, that's rude. Oh, that's bad. I hope they're friends because that would be really mean. Wasn't he in the Marlies, Pickard? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, he was. Yeah. He was yeah. he started in Toronto this year, and then they waived him, and he got picked. He's been bounced around ever since. But One day, uh, didn't he win the the Calder Cup with them last year? The Marlies? Yeah, but Sparks would have been their first goalie. Yeah, I think Sparks was the number one there. I guess. Yeah. Um, but it was it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, like um, right now the Coyotes, they've got uh, Nick Schmaltz, who was really good when, when he came over in that trade, uh, has been injured for a while. Michael Grabner, who's like, he's not a game changer, but his speed can like disrupt the other goals. team. Yeah, and he can get you some goals. That's all he can get you really. Uh he's <laughs> it looks like he's gonna be out for the rest of the season. Like you, did you guys see his eye injury from earlier in the year? No. Oh, I don't I don't gruesome. think I want to look at an eye injury. Yeah, it was gruesome. Um he either got a stick or a puck to the eye. I think it was a stick. Uh and yeah it was it was pretty crazy. So I think he's probably out Sounds like Ranta's going to be out for the rest of the season. So these guys have some adversity uh, ahead of them. But um, just keep your head down and try to try to break through because you're only two points out, really. Um, and the teams ahead of you, um, other than Colorado, aren't that strong. I, I don't know. I wouldn't even give Colorado that much of strength right now. Like They do have that enormous top line, but then it just yeah, falls into the it. abyss after that. Yeah, and their goaltending's like okay. I feel like that top line is going to be able to get them into the playoffs. Oh, it's not going to get them yeah. far, but it'll get them in. I shouldn't. Have yeah, watched that's true. That. Don't watch that, guys. Watch <laughs> Did you watch the eye injury? Yeah, injury. Oh, you just <laughs> looked at it. <laughs> Do you need a minute? Do we need to pause? Oh, gosh, <laughs> watch that. I told you, man. On it's gruesome. Oh gosh, Colin Tarr. He's like kicking his leg. right eye. It is gruesome. Yeah, so viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> You're going to hear someone get girls so by watching it. Why not? Don't watch it. <laughs> Do not go to Google. So, yeah. Michael grabbed my um, injury video. Yeah, he got, he got <laughs> sick. You're telling these people not to watch it, but you're telling them exactly how to watch <laughs> it. I see what you're doing there, John. They're adults. <laughs> we don't know that. Hopefully. You can be supported by an army of twelve-year-olds. Oh, yeah! Listen, oh, listen no. to your oh. parents, kids. Gross. Okay, I'm closing the tab. Get rid of it. wrong? So yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see how 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 far they can go, especially Ekman Larson's injured too. Um, so it'll be to tough be sledding, announced. but yeah. they could do it. They could do it. Uh, so should we move on to the main course? Yeah, the dinner. Let's go to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, we haven't talked biggest about news. <laughs> biggest biggest news uh, coming out of this week. Um, the Peter Torelli has been fired as the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Shocked. Finally. (laughs) 
Yeah, immediately, the day after, I might add, um, they signed Miko Koskinen to a head-scratching... before. Miko Koskinen with his vast 27 games of NHL experience um, to a three-year a three-year extension worth uh, $4.5 million at annual average value. What in the fuck? Uh, so <laughs> Every time I hear that, I'm just like, why? It's weird. That was Torelli's last deal. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see in the press conference, they asked uh, Bob Nicholson, they're like, so why did like if you knew or you were thinking about firing the gym why does why was he allowed to sign Koskinen to that deal mm. and he said it was a collaborative effort he had yeah, between them yeah well good yeah. on him though good on him he could have okay, thrown Trelli under the bus but the worst part about that would be he'd be throwing Koskinen. a signed player yeah. Koskinen under the like bus gotta, so he couldn't you know, actually that, admit it that relationship works out right so he's got to say no we want yeah. we actually want you here yeah right. <laughs> I, I understand that, but it was just like, wow. You know, but it, it sounds seems... like like insiders have said that that was like a straight up Chirelli was the only one involved in that negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, he didn't tell anybody. Bob Nicholson, everybody comes to work the next day like, what? Who the fuck did he sign? 4.5? What? Played, Who the hell is this guy? Issue? What the hell? Yeah, like, why don't you wait till the end of the year, you dummy? Like, yeah, it makes no sense. No. And there's a goalie not. just, you know, in the Western province right beside them that makes far less that's younger that had far more experience and uh, has been playing better. Oh, you so... mean big save Dave? Dave, who the fuck? I'm talking about Markstrom. <laughs> oh, you're talking about... <laughs> Markstrom has a better contract than him and he's younger and he had way more years of experience. Is he UFA after this year? Not this year. He's got one more year, but his previous contract, the one he signed uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah. I thought you were about yeah. This is gonna cost. This is gonna cost Calgary money. Yeah, this is gonna cost them money yeah. to sign Big Save Dave. But I mean, if Riddick continues to play the way he's playing now, I, I'd say we'd be happy to pay him that money. Do you think? Um, getting off topic here, do you think they're going to go after a goalie, or do you think they're going to ride Big Save Dave? Um, I'd like to see them go after a goalie. They, you, as much as I like him, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think that he could. Sorry? You don't think the Matt Murray formula is going to work? Um, It would, but then you'd still have Mike Smith anchoring the, the whole thing down. Maybe go after a backup. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see them go after a backup. But again, not Jimmy Howard, even though he was an all-star. Jimmy Howard is an all-star, um, man. Don't knock him. He, he, Dylan Narkin, Larkin should have been there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see them go after... A backup. I don't know who who they could go after though. Um, Cam Talbot. But <laughs> no. Speaking of which, let's get back in Edmonton because it's yeah. so juicy there yeah. right now. Yeah, I know. I've I've heard the argument from a lot of people that if they didn't have a GM, they would probably be in a better place yeah. because of all the players they lost, and that every move had essentially lost in the end, like all the big ones. Yeah, except for signing McDavid, I think. Well, let me let me let Cam me go. Talbot. Let me go yeah, over them right now. Um, the first, the first trade. The fir- oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, let's do that. Um, yes. Oh, yes. No. No. He's coming. Chicharelli's coming. So the first, the first trade Peter Chicharelli ever made as an Oiler, as the GM of the Oilers, was they acquired Griffin Reinhardt from the New York Islanders for a. 2015 first round pick and a 2015 second round pick. I'm only going to list all the big ones. Uh, from there, a day later, they acquired Cam Talbot and a seventh round pick in 2015 for from the New York Rangers for a second round, a third round, and a seventh round pick. And then from there, we'll move on a few. They traded Justin Schultz to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a third round pick. <laughs> but I mean, Chelsea was nothing in Edmonton. Yeah. Here I am def- and then <laughs> he was still good, though. He was still good. Yeah, you, yeah, you, he, he just was getting more points than even the current defensemen are getting right now. Yeah, Edmonton. he was he was going nuts there. Uh, and then June 29th, twenty sixteen was um, was D Day for for Edmonton 
They acquired Adam Larson never forget. from the New Jersey Devils for Taylor Hall. That day was one of the worst days in Canadian hockey. Yeah. And you then didn't mention the the trade for Reinhardt, who those draft picks were? Yeah. Oh, I didn't mention the draft picks, no. Do you have them? Uh well the first round pick was Matt Barzell. Oh yeah, that's right. At that point in that draft, so Barzell was the one chosen, but they, but still available was uh, Thomas Javad, Brock Besser, Sebastian Ajo, and Kyle Connor. And they got Griffin Rylehart. <laughs> <laughs> Could have had any one of those picks. I don't even. I don't even think they're in. He's in the league anymore. Okay, let me finish. Anyway, let me finish this so yeah. I can stop the music. Um, Keep going. A year, a year, about a year after um, the Taylor Hall deal, they trade Jordan Eberle, again, one for one, to the New York Islanders for Ryan Strom, whom they then traded uh, to the New York Rangers for Ryan Spooner. So essentially they traded Jordan Eberle for Ryan Spooner, who is now toiling away in the AHL after clearing waivers the last two weeks here. Those were the biggest gaffes that uh, Peter Trelli made as as a GM. And I guess the Miko Koskinen deal was the uh, was the final nail in the coffin of Peter Trelli as a GM of the Edmonton Oilers. I heard they fired him during the second period so that he had a time time to make a quiet exit. <laughs> yeah. Get your stuff and leave the building, Peter. Get the hell out. Ralph. Yeah, that's um yeah, that's that's just Imagine like what their top six could have been like. God. Like they probably would have had one of the best top sixes in the league if they kept oh, yeah. those players and drafted yeah. and did it responsibly. Yeah. I mean you can even throw the Milan Lucic deal in there because you know, yeah, yeah, I forgot him. to mention the Milan Lucic yeah. deal that he signed for seven years at seven million per. That's ridiculous. I mean, everybody knew that was too long, too much money, but everyone at least expected he'd probably get like two, three years of you know fifteen points. Yeah, well, I was th- I was thinking like fifteen goals, forty points, or something. Um, probably more. Yeah, playing with McDavid. Yeah, well, he was, was coming like, off a sixty-point season at that time, wasn't he? Fifty, sixty. Yeah. yeah, but he. Instead, it's one season that was okay, and then just balls off the cliff, <laughs> hard. And the and it's made so that you can't even buy it out and get a lot of relief from it. So yeah, okay, he's just with the team now. What is it? Four more years? I think so. And like, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on Milan Lucic. He he is a good dude. Um, he's like very intelligent. And the league shifted. Like yeah, um, it's 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 purely the contract that Charlie signed him to. Um, and you can't blame the guy for for like he's not going to say no to a deal like that. Yeah, and um, to play with Connor McDavid. Yeah, like at the end of his career, he's like, "Well, I've won a Stanley Cup. Like this is just yeah you know, icing on the cake for his career." Exactly, and and he is he is valuable, I guess, for um for the locker room. Maybe not so much now, but um, he's valuable to like as a as an enforcer to protect the stars um, on the team. But I mean, you don't want to be paying that guy seven million dollars. You want to be paying him like league minimum. Um, well, the, it's just the thing is, if, situation. if they kept their focus on drafting, it wouldn't be too much of a problem because they'd have young players on entry level contracts that they yeah. could bring in, and that would supplement the team. Mm-hmm. But they don't have very good, you know, very good track record with that. And the players that they have drafted and brought up and kept. For some reason, they struggled to develop, like Jesse Bugliarvi, yeah. and now they're they're or who's the other one? Uh, there's one more, but um, Yamamoto, Yamamoto, yeah, and they're they're still trying to rush it and like you know shoehorn these guys into a place when they're not actually ready, mm-hmm. and it's just like setting them back a year every time they do this. Yeah, just like God, looking at the team, if they didn't if they didn't do that. Ryan Nugent Hopkins would be their third line center because Matt Barzell would be their second. And then they'd have Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle 
on the top line. Maybe Eberly moves down to the second because Leon Dreisaitl could play wing. So they have a top line of Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Taylor Hall. Um, Eberly, uh, Barzel, and uh, if you want to put in Nugent Hopkins, you can, or put him on a third line. Instead, they have Colby Cave as a third line center. Colby Cave. Who the fuck is that? He sounds like he. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like uh, the joke credit to um, to a buddy of mine, uh, Danny. Shout out to Danny. Uh, he's <laughs> when I told him that they called him out or they picked him up uh, from the Bruins on uh, on waivers. He goes, "Dude, that guy sounds like a randomly generated player <laughs> in year ten of be a GM in 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 NHL in EA Sports <laughs> in the EA Sports <laughs> NHL game." <laughs> <laughs> and it totally does Colby Cave oh man it's crazy but this team and, and they'd have Justin Schultz they'd still have Justin Schultz their top pairing would be Darnell Nurse and Justin Schultz well maybe their second pairing because Schultz he needs to yeah Oscar Clefbaum would still be there yeah yeah Clefbaum would well Clefbaum is still there but he's just injured um yeah, this team had so much potential, and um, it's 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 sad to see it all go to waste. Don't call it a rebuild. Uh, yeah, well, there's there's well, obviously something that, in the what water. About the, what about the optimistic side of things? Like, how realistically, how fast could they actually turn it around if they drafted well? Two years. Well, it sounds like they're going to take the long run now. They're just going to take the long approach because Nicholson has said that they're going to oh, they're going to lean towards over developing their their talent so what the what does that mean you're going to continue to waste Connor mcdavid's prime years i mean like what he's like he's 22 like we have yet to like (laughs) i understand but um if you look historically uh the prime years of like the ovechkins and the mcdavid or in the and the crosby's were were when they were this age so like it, it is true you are right like they they do do better in the first like four or five years and then they don't like well, fall we, off a cliff well, we into nothing in yeah. 24 last but. year guys yeah, yeah but yeah. you're you're just getting you're 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 putting That's the optimistic side of things though yeah you're That's putting three you. or four more years of uh physical abuse on to the body of Connor mcdavid he already has a broken collarbone boys he's already recovering from that all right. He doesn't need any more slashes. And, it is, and it's not like he's and, not putting up like <laughs> record points because he is. Yeah. Like he is. <laughs> like the argument. He's the best player on the world. And the argument is, does he deserve the MVP on a team that he's literally putting on his back? And the Edmonton Oilers are are one of the best teams in the league with him when he's on the ice, and literally the worst team when he's not. So if you like talk about MVP that's he's kind of Connor McDavid is the Edmonton Oilers at this point well that's why I wanted to say there is an optimistic side of things because if he if they're the worst team on the ice when he's gone that means it shouldn't be super hard to improve that back like the back nine players or whatever there'll be a playoff team in two years two three years they just have they just have nothing to offer no. They need more forward depth and a better goaltender. That's yeah. consistent. You can but do then, that, then they'll probably like, be able to upgrade at every position. But 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 in order to do that, they need to be able to trade. Like they can't they can't they don't have any they don't have any prospects in the cupboard to I think, I think they just write it yeah. out. They, they, they they're gonna to have do to is fix the office and like get some guys in there that actually know what they're doing in terms of um analytics, some better like um scout scouting and and because and like in terms of development they really need to work on that so if they focus on yamamoto and and uh Pugliarvi's development there's your there's your forward depth in two years you know who might actually be good at that would be uh ron hextall yeah yeah I think that would be good like the long view like saying okay we're gonna be patient clear away the bad cap numbers as we can draft patiently and then wait until you're stocked enough that you're a contender to yeah. win. That's what they act. That's what they need to do. And he's been in an organization that 
was able to yeah, do that. I mean, that's and so he can identify the problem see child. What he, what he came up with in Philly in, in like a couple of years. He's doing very well, and then they just lost yeah. sight of the goal it's, and fired him. Well, it was funny because they were like, well, you need to fix the goaltending now. He's saying, no, the goaltending is going to be fixed in the future with Carter Hart. We just need to be patient with him. And then he gets brought up, and it's like, well, Hextall was right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they just didn't have enough time. And what what the Oilers need to do is um, they need to be more accepting of those advanced stats and yeah. um, and things that you were talking about there, John. And to this point, they, for whatever reason, they seem to be resistant to that. Um, they're saying because it's mainly been an old boys club and it has been an old boys club. Um, like it hasn't helped that XGMs still have. Um, yeah, there's two uh, of them right Executive. Here. Yeah. They still have executive positions within the, within the team. Um, so I, I think they should address that eventually. But for right now, they, they really just need to interview as many GMs as they can um, if they're willing. Like, they, the first person that they need to call is Stevie Eiserman. Um, <laughs> he's not, he's not they, coming. Yeah, he's... I know he's not going, but... They need, but, to, they need um, to make that call. If they, can, if they can even get him for an interview, uh, just, to, just, to, just to get a glimpse of what goes on in that mind would be... Um, extremely helpful to the or if they use the information properly that of course i think they um, should talk to the two rons ron francis and ron extall yeah yeah those two would be good uh would be good as well mark hunter um the ex-assistant gm of the maple leaves uh yeah, would be a good go. would be a good yeah he'd be a good guy to talk to um so they need to well they need to on their list yeah, um, they need they need to shift their full court press from um, whatever they were doing before to uh, like finding the proper GM. <laughs> yeah, just like let let, sure. uh, let the season play itself out. If they make the yeah. playoffs, good. If they don't, don't get upset. And uh, yeah, I guess Oilers fans just got to be a little bit more patient. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, enduring hardship is definitely a skill that all Oilers fans have developed. And they've been so loyal for so long. Like, what has it been, 15 years since they made the Stanley Cup final? Oh, maybe, yeah, 15-ish. Was it 2000? Has it been 15 years? No, 07. No, 07. No, 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 sorry, sorry. 06. That that probably lost to Carolina, (laughs) right? It's almost 13 years. It was way off. Yeah. So 13. yeah, 13. Split different. I do think it can be turned around quickly, but I just I hope they get the right GM that's going to look wait. at that Toronto rebuild. Yeah. It can happen. Well, with Toronto, what they did was they cleared their cap space. They had a good draft, and then they were like, okay, we'll stick with this. And they cleared more people. And then they were lucky and won the, um, the first overall and got Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. So. Edmonton's already a little bit of a, a step ahead because they've already got their franchise yeah. player yeah. and they've got a good second line center ball right behind him or a really good winger with McDavid. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a couple good pieces on defense already that just need some help and some health and some luck, I guess. So yeah. it's not, they're ahead of where Toronto was into their, I think it was their second year in the rebuild, right? Yeah. Right before. So Might be worth it. Yeah. It's not that bad. Clean out as much as you can this year. And uh, start fresh with draft with the draft in the summer. Like, look at Montreal. Is kind of, you can see that they've kind of turned it around with the the prospects that they have in their cupboard. In like in basically one year, the big advantage they had was the, all those um, second round picks that mm-hmm. they just seemed to stockpile. I thought it was really strange how many they had, and like they have two you know, again this year. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And he just like, and yeah, all of a sudden went they they went from a team with no centers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they went. They went from a sorry too many in the cupboard. Like I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what happens, but we're gonna have to trade a couple <laughs> if they all. Yeah, well, yeah, we we went from no centers to now we've got Kokaniemi, we've got uh, Nick Suzuki, Ryan Poiling. Um, so it'll be, it'll be. I, I'm excited to see 
Um, yeah, everything do beating but... for like Deno. Deno will finally be slotted third line center where he should be. Where he should and be. And yeah. I don't know if they're. Are, you think they're going to switch Domi back to wing next year? Like <laughs> that's kind of the question. Depends on who I guess who makes the team. Yeah, it would depend on the development. But back to back to back to the Oilers fans. Um, message of the day is just look forward. Um, your team isn't that far off. Even now, you're only three points out of the playoff spot. So, um, guys, yeah, if you guys make the playoffs, <laughs> just look forward. Don't look back. Don't ever look back. Even though we uh, we kind of shat on what Charlie did the last three years here, but four years. Well, but it, um, came, it came out of a place where you wanted him gone. It was yeah. like, he makes a trade, he makes a move, and you're like, what in the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like, Please stop, stop, dude. Yeah, so you're at least, you're, you're, you're making progress. You're, 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 you're going in the right direction. Um, and I just wanted to say, too, like, how refreshing would it be? How wonderfully refreshing would it be if generational stars were able to tell the public and their fans how they really felt? So, like, star players could just be as candid as they wanted to. So an example, LeBron James could do this. Um, he doesn't really, but he could just say that his team is shit and we need this, that to be able to, um, I think, Con- I think you know, it's, they're not going to, they're not going to, um, they're not going to not play you if you're Connor McDavid <laughs> or you're a LeBron James. If you say something that's potentially controversial, um, what are they going to do? Bench you? You're you're the best player in the league. So um, I just I just have this thought where a star player could um, like if if a reporter asks them a question, for example, if a reporter asked Connor McDavid um, how we felt about being an all star, uh, he could ask the reporter whether he wanted to make the reporter look good or if he wanted to make uh, the team look good. Um, 100% of the time, the reporters would say, yeah, make make me look good. And McDavid could say, well, you know, I couldn't have done, I couldn't have, I couldn't have made it to the All-Star game without my teammates because without them, nobody would know how much better I was than everybody else in the league. <laughs> no, Connor is not that type of person. No, I know he's not. I know he's not. But it would be funny if, if there was a... <laughs> A player who would do that. I mean, there are players um, that probably would do that, but that's not that's not who Connor McDavid is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It'd just be funny if he did, because <laughs> he could get away with it. Just, I mean, he couldn't go back. He wouldn't be able. He wouldn't be. He'd be torched as soon as he stepped out of the Edmonton airport. Oh yeah, no he he's uh, he's he's a good kid. Everybody keeps comparing him to Matt Sundin, the great one of the great captains, great Maple Leafs. And uh, kudos to him for for sticking through it and continuing to lead this team. Yeah, he's like, I want to be a part of the solution here. Yeah, and he he uh, the problem <laughs> the problem is he uh, he leads by example, which is which is great. Um, the problem is nobody else can do what he does. Uh, it, it was like um, it, my belief as to why Wayne Gretzky was terrible as a head coach of the Arizona Coyotes was because he thought the game at such a high level um, that nobody else could follow uh, his instructions to the way that he wanted them to. Like nobody had the, the, the level of skill that Gretzky wanted them to play at. And I think that's kind of Connor's problem is that nobody else can can play like he can um so that's why he's the only player that's leading the team because everybody's just kind of like staring at connor probably and give, seeing what uh, he'll do the oilers should probably give kendall coin uh schofield a, a tryout yeah <laughs> yeah give her a yeah. call yeah so chin up oilers fans you'll get there one day you guys are gonna be really good you have the best player in the league so um at least you got that going for you <laughs> yeah uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No, man, I'm good. Cool. Uh, so we'll quickly jump into the uh, Broken Wheels segment. There isn't a lot of injury updates um, coming out this week. Uh, we mentioned earlier, 
Ekman Larson, Oliver Ekman Larson, captain of the Arizona Coyotes, is out with a lower body injury. He uh, is set to he was set to go through an MRI on Tuesday. Um, there's been no new information since, uh, but hopefully it won't be too serious because they need Ekman Larson to come back if they want to make a legitimate run at the at the postseason. Uh, and Nikolai Ehlers, uh, reports are coming out saying that he might be ready to return in a week from, um, from his injury. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, and then we'll jump into our fantasy den. Uh, so the Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia Flyers, and the Winnipeg Jets play four times this week. Uh, so from in a week where every other team is only playing, most teams are only playing two games, players from those three teams would uh, would be good to target. So Brian Little has been uh, a good streaming option lately. He's only 16% owned. Uh, he's been going off playing on the second line with, with um, Patrick Liney. Uh So he would be a good pickup uh, for this week specifically because, again, they play four times this week. Otherwise, if you guys can wait till the weekend, uh, Frank Vetrano has been moved up to the top line with Alexander Barkov and uh, Evgeny Dadnov, which I'm pissed about because he took over Huberto's spot and Huberto hasn't been producing as much lately because of it. Uh, he's been lighting it up since he moved up. Uh, he's only 25% owned. He is center winger eligible and he plays both wings. So he's a center left wing, right wing. Uh, so that's pretty valuable. They only played twice this week on the weekend. Uh, so if you can wait, pick him up. If you can't, then yeah, definitely roster him because until he cools off, because he's he's just been on fire. Uh, Nino Niederreiter, since his trade from the Minnesota Wild to the Carolina Hurricanes, has found his scoring touch since he's no longer toiling away on the third line. It's amazing actually uh, watching him play with uh, because. Everyone's targeting Sebastian Ajo. And so Niederreiter yeah. is just like wide open and has just been cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got, he's had two, two goal games since he's, he's been there. So four goals in his four games uh, since he's been traded. Um, and he's again, playing with Ajo and, and Justin Williams. So he's dual winger eligible. So he's, uh, he's a good, he's a good streaming option if, if you need him. He's 41% owned right now. So people are catching on. So if you need him, uh, definitely give him a pickup. Do you guys have any other guys to uh, streaming options or anything? Um, no, man, not for me. I'd maybe look at uh, Pontus Aberg. He's been uh, he's been slotted in on the uh, the power the first line power play in um, Anaheim. So or not it? Yeah, that's it. Is it? No, it's Minnesota. Sorry, like where where did he come from? Where did he Pontus go? Aberg? Yeah, I forget. oh. Did he get? Oh yeah, he did get traded to uh, to Minnesota. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, from Anaheim. Yeah, so he's been slotted on the first line power play there, and he's been quietly directive um, since since moving as well. So good trade for both um, Minnesota and uh, Carolina last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, take advantage of that if you guys need it, and um, yeah. Otherwise, good episode, guys. Uh, we're that about does it for us. Hopefully you guys are full from uh, this week of lack of hockey. We know you've been, I know I've been starved for <laughs> hockey this past week. Thank you for listening. If you guys are still here again, we do appreciate all of you who listen to the end of the episode. Um, please, if you do like what you hear, uh, the best way to help us would be to share with uh, all your friends and uh, all your family. All your again, bring your mom. All your teammates, yeah, we would we would really appreciate that. Uh, get at us on Twitter at HFHT Podcast. Give us a follow. Uh, we release all our episodes on there, and uh, we we post some pretty witty tweets every now and then. So I mean, we try to um, <laughs> check us out on that. Uh, it'd be nice if uh, people started liking our tweets that weren't named Sterling or Maggie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Player FM, TuneIn, 
Basically everywhere and but Apple. Yeah, because yeah, they refused <laughs> to, to to take us for for whatever reason. But yeah, if uh, thank you so much, guys. We we do appreciate you guys coming back every week. Episode seven, going to bed, going back to bed. <laughs> I'm going to bed. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Keep your head up out there. See you.